Now betting for the sports animal. Your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on deck circle, Amory Castillo. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. Back live from the Albuquerque Duke store. The uh, the break ran a little long because we were uh, making fun of uh, fraternities. Sororities? Fraternities? Which one's which? Thanks for saying fraternity and not frat. Like you wouldn't call your country a... I see what you did there. Uh Joining us on the program, (laughs) Sid the Kid Luciano. Sid, welcome, brother. What's going on? Put that microphone right in front of your face. Treat it the way I do. Right there. There it is. Professional wrestler, Duke City Championship Wrestling, Sid the Kid Luciano, who had the moment of the night last Thursday night at Duke City Championship Wrestling. By the way, just want to make sure everyone listening knows, you can get tickets, Duke City Championship Wrestling, dccwtickets.com. But if you buy those tickets, that's sliding money into Daddy's pockets because I own that thing. So that money goes into my pockets. So understand that this Duke City Championship conversation we're about to have with Sid the Kid Luciano is directly related to how much money you slide into daddy's pockets. Thank you for clearing the air. Okay, got that. We, we appreciate it. We got appreciate it. it. Sid, you jumped right off the top of the ring onto the floor next to the ring, which is something like 15 crazy feet, and you knocked over multiple individuals, and then the crowd didn't sit down the rest of the night. When I get out there, that's what I tend to do. Uh, <laughs> his, his, his manager there kept interfering in the match and getting himself involved, so I figure if I'm trying to win, okay. take him out first and... How long have you been professional wrestling? 18 years. Isn't that wild? I, I couldn't imagine I'd be here. Yeah. When I first started in Atlanta, Georgia, just a 21-year-old kid, after watching WrestleMania, saying, I'm going to go chase it. And you're crazy good now, but you used to suck. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We all do when we first break in. <laughs> I remember the first time I wrestled a match, it was a, like a no disqualification at a school show. Yeah. And all the guys that were going to WWE at the time, they came and watched. And they were like, hey, you got over with the crowd. They really, really liked you. Yeah. We just got to teach you how to wrestle. <laughs> and I'll never forget. I was like, all right. We went over some things and years of grinding. And yeah. Here we are now. And all right. So you didn't grow up in Albuquerque, but you live here. Kind of tell your story a little bit. So actually, I did grow up in Albuquerque. Okay. Uh, rural, rural Rancho, but right. born out here in Albuquerque, uh, raised in Rural Rancho, went to Rural Rancho High School, uh, fell in love with wrestling when yeah. I would say I was five or six. And at 12 years old, told Mama Ham hey, I'll be a wrestler. And she kind of looked at me like, not the biggest boy in the bunch, but uh, I'm not going to crush your dreams cut yet. And <laughs> my uncles would give me hell growing up yeah. in uh, middle school and high school. And then when I was about 18, just started hitting the gym up real hard. Looked up wrestling schools about 16, started calling them. They told me what to do and got in touch with Atlanta, Georgia, with uh, Curtis Hughes, Mr. Hughes from WCW yeah. back in the day. And What about the amateur style? Was that part of your growing up? Was that part of your your being a kid? Were you? I wanted to, but to be honest, I was more into trying to have fun with girls and live more of a wild life. A little more of a wild life. You want to have party life back then? Well, we'll talk more about this off air. (laughs) 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 But uh, I wish I had amateur. That's one thing I wish I'd have done. Like my son now, he's gonna be six, so I'm gonna put him in amateur wrestling coming up here in about a year. And get his feet wet and if it's what he wants to do cool if not he can follow his own passion said the kid luciano joining us when you're jumping off that top rope and you're flying through the air it's terrifying 
what's like what's going through your head? Is it does like time stop for a second and you're in the moment? Are you worried what's going to happen? Are you concerned for? I mean, let's be honest, the safety of the crowd. They're right there. <laughs> I mean, they're right there. What's going through your head in a big moment? Their safety I'm concerned about. Uh, my own? No. Nah. When I get up there and I see where they're at, it's just time to go. And when I'm at that peak of that jump there, I get that little bit of a second to myself. And it's just like, here we go. I'm ready to rock and roll. It's, it's an interesting one to me because we got a lot of talented guys in Duke City Championship Wrestling. We got oh, big yeah. guys. We got little guys. We got ladies. We got the whole thing. You, the kind of the thing you do is kind of your specialty in in Duke City Championship Wrestling. Being willing to go up to the top rope and being willing to make some excitement. And as you said, for the crowd. And you know, we talk a lot about the psychology of the sport in this program. And we can put, we can put, you can jerk the curtain at the beginning of the night, and you can start this thing off right. We can put you right in the middle before we go to intermission. We can put you right after intermission as we bring the crowd back in. We can put you in the main event. You know, the way you do it kind of features throughout. Do you have to change your mindset when you're preparing? Are you trying to tell different stories? Are you trying to get different reactions based on where you are on the card? The stories, yes, and then depending on where wrestling. Yeah. Because certain guys, I can't do certain things I want to do. Just sure. Because I'll go through them too quickly. And I've kind of learned after wrestling as long as I have, the bigger guys tend to have a better chemistry with. Sure. Because I can go in there and take a bit of a butt kicking. I can say that. And then work my way back and get in there. And when you're on that first match, you got to set that tempo. You really do for the night. When you're in the middle, it's a little bit different, so you do change the mind frame. Right. And then when you're in the main event, it's just, it's all on me. Because the next show, they're going to come back based upon that match. They're going to remember that more than anything. Yeah. If you want to put butts in seats, which is our job as a wrestler, number one, most important, you got to make sure you go out there. And for me, just leave it all on the line. When I get out there every night, that dad and son in that front row, they paid their hard-earned money to see me. Oh, I like that. So if it's the first match, the mid-match, or the main event, it's going to have the same energy as the main event. Duke City Championship wrestler said the kid joining us. Yeah, I mean, let's talk about the fans a little more because I've, I think I've only missed one so far since the uh, Duke City Championship wrestling started. And I'm, I'm feeding off of the energy of the crowd every show. I think the crowd is just as big of an attraction yeah. as the action in the ring. Is it easier for you to get pumped up? Is it easy for you to take that energy up to 11 when the crowd's really into it? Definitely. Uh, when you're behind the curtain, you're nervous just like in any other sport you do sure. before tip-off or kick-off, whatever it may be. But once that first note hits on my song and I hear that sit, it's just gone. And the one thing about Albuquerque that we've always had is we've had the loudest fans. Let's remember yeah. the 90s when you used to go to those Lobo games because everyone knew they were the loudest people. We sure. have the greatest fans here in Albuquerque. And when they have that passion for what they're going to see, they always bring the energy. We're obviously talking a little bit of pro wrestling, Duke City Championship Wrestling, Historic El Ray Theater. Next event is December the 30th. we got a fun one. I don't know if you're in on this one. Are you at the Explorer event? Yeah, I'll okay. be there the 15th. So the Explorer event is a very big deal. We're doing teen night with Explorer on December the 15th. And it's going to be just an absolute banger. We're going to do, like, speak to the kids, talk about the industry. We're going to set the ring up inside Explora. We're going to do a whole display for them. It's going to be wicked wild. Do you, do you change your approach based off the age group of the audience? Is, it a, is, it, is Sid the Kid more childish when surrounded by kids, or, or is it a similar character? No, I'm more childish. Yeah. I want to have fun with them and think about being that kid when i was going to those events and yeah if i would be able to interact with a professional wrestler you know how cool that was and yeah to be that one that can tie up with them and it to me i'm just, 
I'm eight years old all over again. Right. <laughs> well, and do you, I mean, obviously, gray hair, gray beard, right? But aside from that, like, like you're... You're not the biggest dude in the world. Like nope. like what, five five six? No, about five seven. About five, five seven? So five seven, buck thirty five? No, buck fifty five. Yeah, you're lying. Hey. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> I step on the scale right now. You can pull it out right now. But when you get out there, every like thirteen year old kid, they connect with you, right? Like yeah. like is it easy to feel that support from from the youth that do support the sport? Adjacent sport? Yeah, because I think about it like being that kid out mm-hmm. there. And looking for Shawn Michaels. I mean, he wasn't, he's, you know, 5'9", 5'10", buck 85 when he was a WWE champion. Right. But to me, he was 6'2", 250, just because of the larger-than-life presence that he right. had out there. So when I go out there, I know I'm not your six-foot giant out there, and nor do I wrestle that way. Right. That's why you don't see me trying to do what those big guys do, because I can't. I do what I can do, and that's flying around, using my body, my agility, using my feet. Because if I kick you down, no matter how big you are, we're all the same level on the ground. Sure. Hey-o. I like mat, that. When we're there, when you're on that mat, you ain't 6'1". You know? you, you mentioned, you're, you, you're looking up at me. You mentioned you caught the bug early. Yeah. Like you, you, you're a lifer. Oh, for sure. Uh, who was that wrestler or that wrestling personality that grabbed you first and brought you in? Being older, Hulk Hogan, but the one that really gave me the bug was Shawn Michaels. Yeah. I remember the, that incident with the Rockers with him and Marty Jannetty, the whole barber shop scene. And when, he threw the, when he threw Marty Jannetty through the window of, yeah. of Barber the Beefcake and, yeah. and then my childhood was destroyed. Is that what you're talking about? Oh, no. And see me, I went the other way. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> towards that hill right away. I know I come out here and, you know, I break with the fans, but inside. I didn't always wear a white hat. Just say it like that. <laughs> Speak, speaking inside, a little inside wrestling band. So Sid holds the record in Duke City Championship Wrestling for obnoxiously long entrance okay. to a match. Okay, so <laughs> I, I think you did commentary on that one. To be honest with oh, you, right? oh did yeah, did. Did. okay, sweet. So Sid has come out to a match and he'll do multiple laps around the ring. There's not a hand in the building that doesn't get high fived. So at our last event. Whenever I go, I'm on. I'm doing the broadcast. I'm the voice of Duke State Championship Wrestling. I'm like, all right, I'm going to set a timer. Here we go. But you're like right to action, and I'm like, what is going on here? Like I, <laughs> the old I can't, switcheroo. God, hey, yep. Oh, baited me so bad. I'd, I'd have lost any amount of a bet on that one. But it's too much fun. You know, as, as we talk about the sport and we talk about, uh, I think people have an idea what goes into it physicality. I think they know you work out a ton. I think they know you're in really good shape. I think they know you're athletic. Do they know? about the mental aspect? Do they know about the emotional aspect? Do they know about the support from your wife? Do they know about the support from your kids? Do they know about the support from all the people that maybe originally said you couldn't do it, but now are supporting you while you are doing it? And how do you communicate that to fans? My wife communicates it because she's definitely the she's loudest so loud. in the building. She's I mean, the loudest person If I you ever go to a show, you will know who my wife is. <laughs> yeah. me, as you're coming through the door, as my match is going on, and as you leave. Uh, but I, all that support in the recent years has really helped me. I think step to where I'm at now. Yeah. With everything we did on Thursday, uh, I got a great support team, and me and my brother rewatched it. And for us, that's just now the new floor. Yeah. Now we know where the floor is, and now we got to build up here because we're trying to create something special for everyone out here, and you can't be satisfied. You can never be satisfied with where you're at and keep working towards being the best. And Do you have a super why the way me and Van do where it's um, – and we love radio. We do radio because we love it. Like, we, hey, no doubt we could do something else. No, this is fun. I wish yeah. I could join you guys every week. This, this, is, this is an outside passion that no one knew about, sports radio yeah. especially. 
It's one. It's I tell you, it's rewarding in a lot of ways. Not financially, you know. You know, sometimes you have to start pro wrestling promotions, and sometimes <laughs> you got to do some other things. Uh, hey, but you have a shoot day job. You, I yeah. mean, you have a regular life. What has kept you coming back to the sport for now eighteen years? Just the love of the business. Yeah, addiction. Just say yeah. it the way it is. Yeah, it really is. I mean, yeah. about five years ago, I thought I was done with wrestling. To be honest, not many people knew about my wife. Uh, I wouldn't even really watch the sport because it was hard for me to watch it. Yeah, because I wasn't out there. And I was actually in church when it happened. I was in church with my wife, and it was at Sagebrush, and something just hit me. And I looked at her and said, I think I want to wrestle. And we just talked about it, prayed about it for a couple of years, and certain things lined up proper. And I started training again, and here we are. Right, and then you met me, and you were you like, know? oh, best friend. <laughs> right. <That's what> <laughs> Sid, the, Sid, the kid joining us on the program, talking a little bit about pro wrestling. Uh, obviously, you're a big college football guy, too. I am. You are. And Go you're, Blue. Okay, so, okay, so that's gross. So, <laughs> for some reason, you're a Michigan guy. Oh, since 93. That, that first pigskin classic when they beat Notre Dame. I was hooked from that moment. I mean, you go 93, I'm going to go 5-5 five, five first. But, yeah, I can follow you <laughs> on all of this. Um, but they got a big one this weekend. They're they playing do. Ohio State. So let's do that. Let's break down the big college football game this upcoming weekend. And we'll also talk about why uh, Michigan doesn't deserve to be in the mix and how UW is getting snubbed. It's two men on. 95.9 FM. Stand. The Sports Animal. Back live at the Albuquerque Duke store. Intersection of Carlisle and Central. Doors are locked. The past business hours. It's Dukes after dark. You come in. You come knock at the door right now, front of the show. I'll let you in. Come buy some of this sweet, sweet merch and get Vans 10% discount. It comes right out of my pocket in the Steve's cash register. Come get your tickets for Duke City Wrestling's next show there. December 30th. It'll deliver them personally. DCCWtickets.com. Sid the kids still with us. Professional wrestler over there. DC Championship Wrestling. Also, big Michigan guy. Yup. So there, here's what I heard, man. I don't know if this is correct. So Michigan is going to play Ohio State in a football game this weekend. Instead of this weird rule book game that they all have been playing with each other all year long where they say, like we saw what you did. And they said, well, we're going to say what you did. And then they everyone gets suspended. This one's an actual game, man. Oh, that's really exciting. They get to finally play this game instead of speculating about if Harbaugh is going to be there or not or if the whole team is going to be there or not or if the wins are going to be vacated at the end of the year. Probably all those things are going to happen. Probably all of them. It well, is a- if Harbaugh goes to the Raiders next year, we know all those things are going to happen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a fun top five matchup, though, and I think that's the reason why Michigan's in the top five right now because they don't have any out-of-conference opponents. No. They don't have anyone on their schedule where you're like, oh, okay, these guys beat guys. And you dubs on the outside looking in. But one of these two teams has to lose. And that's where the University of Washington moves into the top four, I would assume. Right. Grab that automatic bid, be that thing, do that thing. Um, Ohio State at Michigan, though, the big house. It's something. Is it 85,000 people they put in there? Is that what the number is? Yeah, it's 110. 110. Yeah, that's yeah, the biggest stadium in, in the country right, right there. 110 people. Yep. 10,000 people on a Thanksgiving yep. weekend? Yep. Ohio State, Ohio State don't stand a chance. Oh, they don't. They don't. They it's don't. not even going to be close. Well, yeah. what you were saying about Washington, if uh, it is a close game, don't be surprised if Ohio State drops to four and you see Michigan jump to two. That, that's. I mean, I, I, I agree Washington should be in right. there, but yeah. we know how these pollsters be and how this all works. Yeah, uh, two Ohio State versus Michigan games a year is what college football wants. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, and you know that because you talk about like an Alabama, who who they play last week, Chattanooga. Yeah, sure. You know, you end up with all these teams at the very top of the college football ranking system. Where in hey, I'm a Pac-12 guy. I went to Pac-12 school, Pac-10 at the time. Like Tupac now, Tupac now. <laughs> these guys aren't watching. They're not watching Pac-12 sports. That's the bottom line. Then they're missing out. They're missing out. I, I mean, I watched a bunch of games this year from the Pac-12. Give the rundown of this one. And every game I saw with Colorado from the Oregon-Washington game, I mean, that was a back and forth. They're unreal. Great, it yeah. was. I mean, USC, look how good that team is and in that conference this year. Nothing. I mean, yeah. what, Got three, the, four losses, I think this four or five already? Number number one overall pick in all likelihood yep. and can't even make it to the playoffs. Washington beat Stanford, USC, Utah. I mean, this is unreal stuff. Oregon State ranked. My Cougars, whatever. We don't. I mean, you guys get it. You, yeah, every now and then. <laughs> well, that's hey, this hey, week. Did we beat them in '97 in that Rose Bowl? That's yes. Oh, that's a long time ago. In. Yeah, baby. We got a national title on that one too. They beat Matthew Robles as Utah Utes. I mean, they've just they beat a lot of teams, man. They're just a world of talent. But with that said, we're painting the picture for this one. So both Michigan and Ohio State are 11-0. Both 8-0 in conference play. Uh, the winner earns a date in the Big Ten championship game. I mean, that's against whoever's on the West. So whatever. The second year in a row. Iowa. Both have been eleven and zero. Yeah, it'll be Iowa. Uh, yeah. So because they're the champ over there. Uh, Harbaugh, let me understand. Not on the sideline or is on the sideline? No, not. He gone. Yeah. And this is games. the final game of his thing. Yep. Okay. So with him being gone, and you said it, he already stole all the signs. <laughs> he don't care. Yeah. So my father-in-law that earlier. <laughs> yeah. if, he did, if he did his job right, we should be. We should have this game in the bag. He gets suspended for three games. At least finish it out. I mean, if Connor Stallions did his job right. <laughs> well, I guess you're right about that, but we know where it comes from. We know who the puppeteer was. That's 100%. Oh, yeah. I agree completely. Michigan's won the last two in this series. Um, Dominating, too. Number one, I think, in scoring defense is Michigan. I think mm. Ohio State's number two. I mean, boys, this might be the best college football game of the year. Like, forget national championships. Sure. Like, forget, like, this is, and this is the perfect weekend for it. This is it, though. This is the one. The big game. That's what they call it. Because when these two teams get together, expect a classic. I remember, what was it, 06 when they had that game where it was a 41-39, number one versus number two. I mean, when you get them undefeated in there, it's, it's going to be a battle. I mean, even when they're both having down years, this is still the game. You know? Yeah. Three-and-a-half point favorite is Michigan at home. Set the over-under at 47 and a half. Uh, the lines moved a little bit. It started at five and a half in favor of Michigan. Um, down to three and a half. Down to three and a half, boys. I think it's Michigan, and I think it's a. I think it's by more than three and a half. And I, I, I think if Harbaugh was there, it would be. I think you are going to see a difference in the team because even in those first three that they played at the beginning of the year, I noticed a difference as a fan and just how the team played. I'm hoping not. I'm hoping we beat them by 21, but I could see it being a, you know, a close game to the end, maybe a last possession. Really good quarterback. Oh, yeah. I mean, really good skill guys on the outside. The defense is unreal. The home field, I mean, it's a different story up there. Like, it's not like going to Ohio State. It's not like playing in neutral. Because if this game is played in a neutral, it might even be a different conversation. Like, right. Yeah, this is at home doing that thing versus, and I'll just say it, the team that snitched on you. Sure. Yeah. Like, And they know this is the team that snitched oh, yeah. on them. And they're, and they're holding on to something from some time ago. At some point, administrators or coaches or whoever that are no longer there, 
They made a deal the other way where Michigan was like, we're not going to tattle on you for doing this stuff, but you keep this in mind moving forward. And someone took that back. Someone said, uh, take the backsies. Cause, and, they, and they told. They tattled. It's because they lost twice. It's because they lost <laughs> twice. That's real, though. Look, we, we can talk about the quarterback and the skill position players all day. The key to this game is Michigan's offensive line. If Michigan successfully runs the ball, the past eight winners of this matchup was a team that had more rushing yards. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. And Michigan's offensive line is voted the best. This will probably be the third year in the row that they have the best offensive line in the country. And offensive linemen, you know they get no love. Besides your quarterback, the most important group on the field is the quarterback's offensive line, and Michigan's is significantly better. If I remember it right, I think they didn't throw a pass the second half of the Penn State game. Yep. They ran every single – I mean, if they get that type of dominance this weekend, then it won't be close. I agreed. Yeah. Give it's, me Michigan in the under because they're yeah. just going to run the ball and eat the clock. Hey, yep. but McCarthy can sling it a little bit. Yeah, like, I'm can. not – yeah, I'm yeah. not a guy who's like you have to subscribe – or excuse me, prescribe a certain approach of the run game or you know your defense is going to do whatever. The And all, McCarthy doesn't have all the yards, right? He's not, he's not that guy. Don't need him. No. But he's the guy who's not going to turn it over. He's going mean, to get out of the pocket and make a play. Oh, man, I I don't trust the pocket in college. Oh. Like I'm that Michigan pocket you can trust. <laughs> I'll tell you that right that's now. That's the one. That's the one. <laughs> if you're going to trust anyone, there's a big difference though of going up against like Ohio State's defense versus what Michigan has seen otherwise. Like, Penn State though, I mean, they were a top ten team. We yeah. went into Happy Valley and look what we did. That's the one, and that was a dominating game oh, too. Oh man, the problem is it's the one example. Well, Maryland, that's another team people are sleeping on. But the past two, three years in the Big Ten, they have been slowly. I mean, if they were on the other side, that's who we'd be playing sure. for the Big Ten championship. They just happen to play against Michigan and Ohio State. I hear what you're saying, but also hear me out real quick. Purdue is booty. Yeah. Michigan State's booty. Yeah. Indiana's booty. Minnesota is booty. Nebraska is booty. Rutgers is booty. Bowling Green is booty. UNLV, no offense to our mountain is booty. <laughs> East Carolina is booty. We like, took we have an Alabama schedule. Definitely, I thought yeah. that this year. You know how Alabama does it every year. Yeah. We're just going to pat yeah. those wins, those dominating victories. But look where they're at. Hey, they're, they, they're, they, they're in the Final Four every year. You want them all? I mean, they beat ranked Penn State. That's it. That's it. And ranked Ohio State this weekend. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> all right, give me prediction, boys. Three and a half is the spread. Did that? What did I say? Forty-seven. What? Forty-seven. Five. 47-5 is the OU, what do you, not Ohio State University, uh-huh. the over-under. What do you boys think uh, this upcoming Saturday? I will say Michigan 27, Ohio State 13. I'm somewhere around there. Yeah. Low 20s, Michigan, high teens, Ohio State. So, Just a, eat a lot of clock, play good defense, run the ball down their throat. A big play-action pass every once in a while for Michigan because you have no other choice to bring your whole defense into the box, and they'll pop it on top of them a couple times. You guys are close, but you're not there. It's actually a lot more points than you think. It's Michigan at home, but it's a 42-35 kind of thing. This is a so many people are watching. You're doing in, I guess it would be at 10 a.m. here, so what's that, 11 a.m. Central? Mm. And that's right in the wheelhouse of there. Also, big thank you to college football on allowing me to be able to watch this game during the day at whatever sports bar I choose in Chicago and then walk right over to Survivor Series and enjoy my Saturday night. That's going to be a banger of a night for me where I don't have to pick or choose. 
Take the over. Take Michigan with the points. Amory, are you going to put money on this one, or is this one you're staying away from? I am not betting on this game, uh, but I uh, I hear you guys, and I'm, I'm Fred. I I sometimes I, I can't believe I'm agreeing with you. <clears throat> I believe Michigan's at home, and I think they're playing for something with Harbaugh gone. So I do think Michigan wins, but I think it'll be close. I think okay, when you're you got over or under, taking the over. Okay. They're going to try to make big plays. Or it's going to be 39 degrees and sunny. So. That's perfect football. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. it is. For those weirdos from Michigan. Also, you know how hard they, they recruit Ohio? Oh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's every player they get from Ohio is a, is a player that Ohio didn't get. Desmond Howard. Yeah. From Ohio. Like studs. <laughs> yeah. Some of the biggest names ever. Sid the Kid, thank you for joining us today, brother. This was nice. Yeah, obviously, talking a little bit of Duke City Championship Wrestling. We got our next event at the Historic El Rey Theater. That's on December the 30th, man. We're doing the weekend thing to end the year. Let's go. It's my dad's birthday, too, so. Oh, wow. I'm about to go out there and kill the lecture harder for everyone. (laughs) Y'all better be ready. You beat up a guy from Colorado at the last Duke City Championship Wrestling event. You going to beat up a guy from Texas at this one? We'll see. We'll see. Just saying. I'm thinking maybe St. Louis. (laughs) (laughs) This would be- <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not talking to you, Fred. No. <laughs> I like everything about it. Sid the Kid, Luciana, thank you so very much. When we get back, only 30 minutes of this program. Less than 30 minutes of this program left? Wild. Hey, thanks, you guys. Have a good one. Two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Steve Palmasano talking to himself as he rejoins the program. Just take your time, Steve. Don't worry about the. It's just a microphone. I'm just. I'm trying to recover from the souffle that Sid the Kid put on me to get get the mic from me earlier. Do you know what souffle is? Is that a wrestling term? (laughs) Suplex. (laughs) Are you trying to say suplex? (laughs) He said soupladle. Souffle. Anyway, didn't really happen. So is this the place to be for Black Friday, or is this the place to be for Black Friday, Steve? Black Friday. Okay. I mean, they're like sweet deals. What's up? Yeah, 25% off. What? Everything except for the Piazza Pack. Everything else. Oh, what, what is it? Is that more of a percent off? Is that what you're saying? No. It's like a better deal? We're saving those. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, 25% off Black Friday. 20% off Cyber Monday. So online, 25% off on Monday. S- yes. In, in store on on Black Friday. That's way better than the van 10% discount. <laughs> yeah. And unfortunately, we're not. We're going to be closed on Saturday and uh, then back open on Tuesday. That's like a big small business one Saturday. I know it. <clears throat> yeah. Just, Unforeseen. Just... I have to go to a funeral. Ugh. Yeah. Well, I would cover for you, but I have to go to Chicago. Ben? Ben? I will be in beautiful and historic Flagstaff, Arizona. Hey, Marie, hey. do you want to cover at the Duke store on Saturday? Or are you busy? Uh, no, I'm going to be betting and drinking and watching football. Well, you can do that here. <clears throat> yeah. Steve, yeah. can I do that there? Of course. <laughs> yeah. BYOB. I'll wear my Brentwood Batty belts. shirt. Yeah. Bring your own Brentwood Batty shirt. BYOBBS? Yes. That's awesome. So, Amory, where have you wore your Brentwood Batty shirt to? Uh, uh, I have worn it to the gym and to my house. I, it's very comfortable. 
Yeah. It's moisture wicking. I believe it wicks. This is not an excuse. The studio is very cold. And so I am going to start bringing it for layers, but I will wear it more to the studio more often. Especially on Tuesdays, I should wear it. I can embroider it on the back of that vest you have on right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we could make Brentwood bad hoodies, too, for the the winter. Uh, for all the fans. Cut the sleeves off of a jean jacket. This is my last resort. <laughs> <laughs> Cut the sleeves off my jacket. So you guys know... Earlier, we were talking about Matt Canada. Like, do you remember that earlier from the show? Yeah, that's my name today so, on the interwebs. Yeah. I'm Matt Vanada. That's a nice one. I got Thanksgiving off. So, Matt Canada was so bad as an offensive coordinator that, like, players refused to play for the team. Because today, Miles Jack unretired and signed with the Steelers. <laughs> like, <laughs> seriously? Yes. <laughs> now that that loser Matt Canada's gone. <laughs> They get the legend Miles <laughs> Jack back. Free now. He, he dead ass heard that Matt Canada was gone, and he called. And he was like, "Hey, do you guys need me? <laughs> I'm in if you do." Oh gosh, because before you knew you would be on the field so much with how bad the offense was. Right, going right. He, back yeah, he, he's like, "All right, sixty sixty game minutes. I'll be out there forty five of them. So that sucks." So, but now it's going to be way closer to thirty. Be way closer. <laughs> Also, you guys, I don't know if you know this, Miles Jack, was he's the new offensive coordinator, too. That's sweet. So, yeah, kind of wild. He's the uh, There's a job opening. Yeah, linebacker and uh, offensive coordinator. The, the interview process was crazy. So he called Mike Tomlin, and he was like, hey, Mike, you know, it's me, Miles Jack. You know me from my cool last name. And, like, could you sign me to play a linebacker? And he's like, yeah, no problem. And then, like, they were getting ready to hang up the phone. He was going to, like, book a flight to get out there. And then Mike Tomlin was like, hey, by the way, have you played Madden? Because <laughs> we need, like, one offensive coordinator. Well, I got a really good suggestion. Friend of the show, Lenny, can be the Steelers' offensive coordinator. Wait, he's going to be too busy next year being the Lobos football coach. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Whoops. Oh. Well, also, your story's not that different from Lenny and Miles Jack. Because I think Miles Jack bought, like, a minor league hockey team. Okay. I'm not joking. So after he retired, he bought, like, a hockey team and then just unretired without explanation. <laughs> Like, you're doing weird stuff, dude. You're doing really weird stuff over there. It's a player coach now. He bought the Allen Americans. What is that? They're related to the Allentown Dukes. Nice. That's a super good off-air reference that no one gets. (laughs) Break down the wall here a little bit. Hey, guys. I um, Hey, Mike. Mike, it's Miles. Mike, uh, I've, I've just been bored on Sundays, dude. Like, you got any room for me? <laughs> Mike Tomlin's like, yeah. You see where Mike Tomlin was like, no, I didn't call the GM. Just fired him. Yeah. Like, what? Call, why would I call the GM? It's my decision. I'm untouchable. I'm Mike Tomlin. Are you, re- are, you, are you familiar with my work? Never having a losing season yeah. ever? They've given me some really bad hands here. I had Ben Roethlisberger for a long time. Yeah, very bad hands. <laughs> Friend of the oh, show, Wayne's calling? Now, only if they're Miles Jack related. Okay. Well, well, well. Let's try. Okay. Oh, sweet Cowboys. Friend of the show, you said Wayne. Wayne who loves Sadie's. Let's go. Yeah. Are you guys going to be there next Thursday for the Cowboys and Seahawks game? That is correct. 
cool. Yeah, because I was thinking about going down there and, and harassing you guys Let's for that go. game. Let's go. Yeah. Face his name. The one also uh, uh, text the five zero five two four six zero six ten your shirt size. Oh, fair enough. I'm down for that. Yeah, that, that should be fun. Yeah, I'm excited to check you guys out, and hopefully it should be a blowout. I think it's going to be a lot like how the Seahawks had the Vikings game last year or a couple of years ago when the Cowboys when the Vikings were, like, barely winning games and then get blown out by the Cowboys. Sorry. It I was last year, there. Wayne. You said years ago. <laughs> it was exactly a year ago. I love that. <laughs> it wasn't really. Yeah, it, yeah. it feels oh, like such a long forgot. time ago, which oh is really God. sad. Because, <laughs> but oh, my God. Year. So crazy. Years ago. It was a year ago. It's yeah, awesome. fair enough. It was a year ago. You're right. But I, I agree with you on uh, sometimes Madden does help because I think Mike McDaniels was like an old Madden tournament champion that ended up getting a head coaching job. So, And even Tyree Kelly even says, I don't even scout people. I see their ratings on Madden, and then I see how fast they really are or not. So uh, regardless of people make fun of it, I think sometimes there is some truth to some of that stuff. I mean, have you seen the new Gran Turismo movie? Like, uh, sometimes video games are pretty accurate as far as assessing these. I, I agree you can't be a coach by just doing Madden, but uh, it's always funny to see how, uh, how accurate some of these games are and how – uh, beneficial or um, in or, or out there they are as far as coaching. But So, Wayne, let me get this straight. You're saying the reason that no one can stop the tush push is because that's not an actual play in Madden. You're saying <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe, so maybe they, they just that's jump on the pile. They don't know what to do. If it's in the game, it's in the game, but it's not in the game nice. when, it, when it comes to that play. Uh, nice. So uh, interesting. Yeah, it may, it may be. Maybe they need to implement that and, People can find ways to practice against it, and that's an interesting. Yeah, why not? Like, I think I think people. I, I think video games are have evolved in so many ways that uh, people do uh, uh, utilize those sometimes to uh, to enhance a game or or become a better coach or or become a better player. But uh, I, I agree, you definitely need to earn your keep and and find other ways to be a better coach. But uh, video games have got pretty advanced when it comes to analyzing things and, and maybe you're right maybe it's because it's not in the madden game uh they can't nobody can really analyze it and play it but uh but they, yeah they definitely need some kind in of simulation life, to, to practice against it but that's just a take one in real life it's almost unstoppable on madden i'll tell you the secret field goal block there you go. Just bring it, just bring it. <laughs> special teams field goal block on fourth and one wayne we're grabbing a commercial are you guys have a good weekend, America? Thanks, Mary. Thanks, Jimmy. Sorry, guys. Long Happy day. holidays is the go-to for me. It's, it covers them all. I got nothing fair to worry enough, about. Fair enough, fair enough. I won't trip over it. It's two men on ninety-five point nine FM and AM six ten. The sports animal. Hey, Marie. How much time do we have left in the show? Um, you have about under five minutes. Just in case you're not on the show tomorrow, A. Marie, which I have a feeling you're not. Uh-huh. I just want to let you know that I'm thankful for you. Oh, thanks, Fred. Steve Palmasano, the Albuquerque Dukes, I'm thankful for you. I'm oh, thankful thanks. for all of you, too. Why aren't you thankful for Van? Oh, I know better. <laughs> the bane of his existence. Thankful for all of you guys and the sports-adjacent content you bring into my life. Aww. Speaking of sports-adjacent content, aren't you hosting the opening drive tomorrow, I Marie? am. You guys will not believe this. <clears throat> it is all NFL Oh, for three hours. Who's with yeah. you? 
uh, producer extraordinaire, Dale Cornelius, a.k.a. DC. DC? And I have two special guests for you. Me and Van? No. Do you want me and Van to come on? No, it's okay. I already have a a planned show, a book show. What what about Steve Palmasano? I love Steve. Steve should call in because (laughs) we're talking a lot of Dallas Cowboys tomorrow. What time? Where where do I go to be on the show? Um. (laughs) the station you're on right now from 7 to 10 a.m. tomorrow. Well, physically, I'm going to come into the studio. Oh, you are? Yeah. Um, like I said, do you, have you ever been here? Yes. Okay, well, 7 <laughs> to 10 a.m., I'll be here. Same place. They should give you going, a key. Going into the studio in the morning sucks so bad because there's no one at the front desk. I'm it's a whole production. It's like a, no, yeah, just call. Because <laughs> I'm not going But Steve, there. you can text and call in. I will do that. With all your hot cowboy takes. I'm hitting the road in the morning tomorrow, so I'm going to tune in. Nice. Same. And I'm going to call. Please do. I'm going to call the show. And you're going to give your best NFL take. We kind of exhausted him on this program yeah. today. <laughs> the only story that's really left is how Tom Brady thinks that the NFL is kind of mediocre now. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. Soft and mediocre. That's what he said. The guy. The guy. We don't have enough time. Who the league changed the rules just for him. Thanks, the league is soft. Okay, Tom. Wow. Okay, Tom. Okay. Amory, I am also thankful for you. Oh, thank you. All and I'm the hard for work, Darby. All the hard work you put into this program every single day except mm. for Friday <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> no, I appreciate that. And I'm thankful for Darby, too. When we get back, you guys can hang out. Okay. After the holidays. I love Darby. Don't tell That's him about That's Van's England. dog. I will not. I think, I think everyone knows that. Okay, I just want to make sure. New friend of the show, I have a mentally deficient corgi. He's so cute and sweet, though. Your dog? Yeah. Are you taking it to Thanksgiving? Of course. Why wouldn't you take Darby to Thanksgiving? He loves holidays with the fam because he is so belligerently spoiled the whole time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, Tom Brady thinks your dog is mediocre. Well, so do I. Tom's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's a mediocre dog. All right, here's my hot take for when I call the opening drive tomorrow with A. Murray hosting with D.C. and uh, for some reason, surprise guest. Do you not have them confirmed? Is that why there's no? I really, I really do. I have a guest at eight thirty and nine thirty. Is it Ned James? Is it Ned James? No, it's not Ned James. Oh, dude, I love Ned James. Is it, is it Jake Cassio? No, it's a stand-up comedian sports personality from New York, Corey Tindell. And then oh. I have KOAT sports anchor Beth, Bethany Miller at 930. Those are both girly good gifts. Yeah. Those are good gifts. Big Beth Miller house over here. Yeah, I like her. For sure. She's yeah. great. We're talking Ravens and Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. What She's is a she? big Ravens fan. She's going to the Ravens game this weekend, Taylor Swift? Um, maybe. <laughs> is that your hot NFL take? Taylor Swift. Is that what it is? You'll see. You hey, how about tune this? in tomorrow. How about this is the talking point on the show tomorrow? How come most NFL players take years before they say that um, the game ain't what it used to be, but it took Tom Brady five minutes? <laughs> <laughs> the answer is because he played through like four generations mm-hmm. of, of players. Okay, like I was he, waiting for it, Fred. Immediately Tom Brady says. That was really awkward. Ever since I retired, 
there's no seven-time Super Bowl winning quarterbacks. Yeah. Coincidence? Yeah, weird. Uh, right. It, Tom Brady was like, it's wild how, well, like. Patrick Mahomes is going to probably be that guy. No, he is not. He's no. not good. I couldn't even throw it to um, Markle. He'll be lucky to make another Super Bowl. Oh, he, my God. He'll be lucky to make the playoffs. With the way All right. Going. Good this show's a nonsense. You get the show. Thanks. That's the best compliment we've ever had. Steve Palmasano of the Albuquerque Duke store on Black Friday. You're opening the doors at 4 a.m.? That's crazy. No. 10 a.m. Okay. There'll be a line outside. Tony Murray's going to be here at 4 a.m. <laughs> hosting the store. Okay. 10% off or 25% off for Black Friday at the Duke store. Good decision, Steve. Thank you. Van? Have a happy Thanksgiving with you and yours. No, say that tomorrow. Also, if you um, haven't called the program and you really wanted to, tomorrow's your big day. Yeah, call tomorrow. Yeah, call tomorrow. Tomorrow's yeah, the one. We're taking calls. Just let it ring. Day. Just let it ring Do that and thing. ring and ring. Hey, Marie, good luck in the morning. Thank you. Good job, everyone. GG. See you next time, Burke.